warning, the Paper Cuts podcast has bad language and spoilers, so cover your f***ing ears. You are now listening to the Paper Cuts comic podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts podcast. Issue 99, I'm your host, Dan Ryan, and joining me this week is Mr. Matthew Much. Remember when you used to say paper putts all the time? I did. The Caper Putts Codpast. Best Cod show past. ever. Mm-hmm. It's a trick era that can get through crotch protection, right? <laughs> the Codpast. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. It's as almost as he thought about that beforehand, wrote it down, Man. and said it now. And yet I did not. God damn it, that was fucking good. <laughs> that other voice you hear is Mr. Evan Goldstein. All right, so if we recorded 100 and uh-huh. then went back to 99, are we technically time travelers? It's a little uh-huh. too inside baseball, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I love about this whole situation is that we do this on, on Hangouts, and there was a comment from Matt and then a Diet Pepsi commercial. <laughs> All right, I got him on a camera. (laughs) Fabulous. This quip brought to you by Diet Pepsi. (laughs) And the next voice you hear will won't fucking be Dean DeFalco because uh, a headache and drunk and birthday birthday party. I have so much sand in my vagina, I can't even fucking get up at 11 to record a podcast. On okay. A sand in <laughs> vagina. Okay. Pending episode title. <laughs> Mark it down. Anyway, so uh, last week on the show, we talked about the greatest things that have ever happened in the history of comic books. And this week, in our run-up, to the landmark issue 100 of the Paper Cuts podcast, we are going to talk about the very worst things that ever happened in the history of comic books. So, Matt, no pressure, but you're going to start us off this week. Oh, my God. Well, uh, see, I'm really curious as to what your opinion is going to be because as somebody who is still relatively new to comic books, you haven't slogged through the shit. (laughs) How many so, more adjectives can you come up with or adverbs for working our way through the 90s? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to start making a list. So anyway, Matt, what um, like what to you in your recent fandom has been the worst thing that has ever happened? Well, I was thinking of a couple things. There's one that kept popping into my brain, which I'll tell you in a second, because I think it's way too specific. Paper one Cuts of the other podcast. No, paper cut. Paper. <laughs> no, this is one of the best. Are you kidding? It's the best. You guys are silly. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, primarily looking through um, bargain bins in local stores and, um, you know, like dime bins, which later became dollar bins when pop culture exploded at Comic Cons. <laughs> uh, I think one of the. One of the worst things to happen to comics was probably, and it's it's also the best, but it's also it's it's the worst depending on which one you're looking at. Is new art styles, okay? Because okay. you had classic kind of art, and I mean, 
You can look. Oh shit! Who's the pouches and tiny feet guy? Rob Liefeld. Yeah. <laughs> See, you have some of that, and to me, it's still awful and obnoxious because you got pouches on pouches on pouches, and everybody has these feet that are smaller than Dragon Ball Z feet. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> tiny triangular feet. Just say, just like put all the feet out of frame if you can't draw feet. You know, just nobody will notice, but they notice. <laughs> Why is everybody behind these rocks? <laughs> God damn it, there's boulders everywhere. There's a heavy meteor shower every issue. It's really not important. Uh, but some of the other, I mean, that at least to me is still comic art. It's recognizable. Like even I thought of comics either before or after I started reading them. You see Liefeld and you say, that's comic book art. It may not be good, but it's comic book art. But mm -hmm. then I think around the, the early 90s, you started to, what did they do? Did they outsource stuff? <laughs> and you started to get everything was manga? Yeah, uh, yeah. well, there there was like a, there was this. Like even Marvel and not the Marvel manga, just the yeah. mainline Marvel books. They were all like super asian style there there was a huge influx of and it happened like mid 90s or so where it was like oh fucking the kids really like this dragon ball z cartoon that cartoon network's been running for like six years now all of a sudden that shit's popular um so fuck it everybody has big eyes now like, just do the big eyes thing and that'll be fucking good so there are anime i like there's manga i like but when you dump it in my regular American comics really don't like it. <laughs> it's super obnoxious. It's a little pandery. It's a little desperate. And it looks stupid. Bring back pouches. Shrink their feet. <laughs> Give me what I'm looking for. Give me my I, American comics. Pouches I, and tied feet. and clasps. <laughs> and also right now, at least, in, at least in Marvel, we're seeing a lot of new kind of, I guess, I don't know, some old white guy would probably call them alt artists. Mm -hmm. And you get some good things and you get some complete garbage things. And I mean, I like the way the two old white guys on this podcast both went. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's exactly how I would describe it. Alt -art. I was thinking even older and whiter, but I guess you count. I, I don't know. We're both pretty I mean, white, Matt. I, come on. The. The Squirrel Girl artist is way too famous for us to ever get, so I can talk about how awful that art is, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Apparently, we're learning from Evan's mistakes. <laughs> Evan's future fair. mistakes. In the future, Evan Past looks like a fool. <laughs> See, she's way too famous. We're never going to get her. So it's obnoxious. It's horrible. Everybody looks slightly, I don't know, deformed. Mm -hmm. And I guess everyone in every single comic ever written looks slightly deformed because they're like giant and muscular. Yes, it's, not, it's not photography put into hands. a book. <laughs> right. I think I think you bring up a fair point, though, because you're right. There are like right now there are so many competing art styles. Like when you look at books like a book that we love, Old Man Logan with Andrea Sorrentino's art, that is just uh, we all have said numerous times how gorgeous we think that book looks but it does not look like traditional superhero artwork 
That's true. That's some of the good stuff. Yeah, but just like and art's completely subjective and whatever. But, you know, I, right. I mean, I you know, I think there was a wise man who once said, I think the the comedy and art are the two most subjective. Th- I don't know something. Oh, maybe. Oh, that was me. I think that was. I think <laughs> maybe in a week. A wise old How, white man. <laughs> a wise old white man described alt art and alt comedy as fucking. Comedy no, and art are two of the most subjective things on the planet. They it's are. like deja vu. Vu-dage. Never have been there before, ever. <laughs> but you're right. There is a lot of artwork that is in books uh, today where it's like, all right, well, like, were you going for shit? Because if that's what you were going for, like, you fucking nailed it. But... Oh, and not even, not even necessarily for shit, but like... You have Adventure Time and Regular Show, and they're really popular. Mm-hmm. And so now it's kind of like infecting indie comics, where you're starting to get more and more of them just with really super simple, unshaded line art. And you say, okay, we get it. You're just following a trend, but <laughs> let's not let it go too far. If I start seeing X books in the regular show style, I'm just going to start <laughs> shredding. <laughs> Why are Wolverine's arms all floppy? <laughs> hey, doing he, got, a he has four elbows. How is that possible? <laughs> Snickety snack, wibbly wobble. Just adamantium doesn't bend that way. It certainly doesn't. I don't know. I, I think that's. Uh, I think that's an excellent point, Matt. That is one of the worst things that has happened to comics. Is and you know, like it's like on the surface, I can see why you said like it's kind of a weird thing to say like it's the best thing and the worst thing because because there's great art and then there's obnoxiously bad art there is some really really terrible shit what was uh what was the other thing that popped into your head that you were going to tell us later i think i know what it is it's later the super specific thing was just uh the the whole hulk incest thing in the original old man logan definitely not what i thought you were going for I rarely go to incest. Like that's rarely <laughs> my go-to. Is like, what is that person going to talk about? I know, brothers and sisters, fuck it. Well, yeah, cousins, like cousins. Yeah, yeah, well, it was a very specific set of incest. It was cousins. If it worked for FDR, <laughs> I guess it's okay for the rest of us. But I definitely thought was Matt was going to go thought? with non-linear storytelling. Oh yeah, that's. Oh what my I, god, that's right. <laughs> Hang on, let's smash cut to 45 minutes from now when I think of that on my own and then come back to now. You're right. You're absolutely right. I think I hate it so much I just didn't even think of it. Pulp fiction is by far the worst thing that has ever happened to comic books. Yes, that's very nonlinear storytelling, but that's nonlinear storytelling done correctly. Right. But after Pulp Fiction came out, everybody was like, oh, we don't have to tell shit in order anymore. Fuck it. Let's do that. (laughs) So which came first, uh, Pulp Fiction or Memento? Because Memento is the epitome of nonlinear storytelling. Yes. Well, no, actually, I, I, I disagree. I reacted and then <laughs> took my reaction back right away. Yeah. Memento is incredibly linear. It's just backwards. It's still linear, though. But it, That's right. It's it's backwards chunks. So if you play the last 15 minutes in a linear fashion and then go back and play the next 15 minutes, it's not linear. <laughs> okay. They're right. faking it. Mm. <laughs> they're yeah. they're giving you the illusion of reverse linear storytelling. <laughs> 
but well, done well. Still a great movie. Don't get me no, wrong. No, no. Sure. <laughs> this is too much. I think my ears are bleeding. But um, yeah. So, sorry, I fucking <laughs> you're blank there, sir. Just thinking about that movie now for a second. Like, ah, oh, it's good. He's got all movie. the tattoos and John Travolta's dancing. It's good. Good and stuff. I may have combined it, those two movies. <laughs> I don't know what. What? <laughs> is it? What's next? What? Okay. All right. So Thanks, announcer more... guy. <laughs> Wait a second. And thank you for listening to the. Uh... This is why we don't do this shit on Sunday mornings anymore. What? Um. So, all right, Matt. One more time. Super specific. Hmm. What was it? Oh, it was the whole Hulk incest cousin Hulk incest. thing? In why man. that? Why that in particular? It's just it's awful. I think it was all incesty and rapey and then killy. It's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Incesty, right. rapey, I mean, that, and it, killy. I love it. Either in uh, context or out of context. If that doesn't take home the go- the gold for worst thing, I mean, what? <laughs> I all right. Well, I excellent choices, Matt. I am going to jump on next. I'm going to give Evan the uh, the pleasure of oh, going boy. last. But uh, he's got something good. I, well, I hope so. I count on him for this. Uh oh. Rut row. I'll be right back, guys. That's right. Scooby Doo comics. That's the worst. Shit, I gotta go fucking think of something. Hold on. To me, the, the worst thing that has happened over the last probably 10, 15 years is the, the perceived, and I think it's perceived, I don't think everybody is actually okay with it, but. <laughs> But the companies seem to think that we are, and that is the perceived acceptability of lateness. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because there was never a time when I was a kid that a book was coming out, and then all of a sudden, it just stopped for like a while. And then it was like, oh shit, here's another, like, that fucking never happened. And now it happens constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, constantly, especially in like big fucking tentpole events that, you know, like Marvel Comics right now is teasing their summer event for 2017. It is currently the summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. They already know what's coming, mm-hmm. yet I can bet you dollars to fucking donuts mm, that donuts. one of those books mm. in that summer event will be late. Yeah. It will miss its date by two weeks or a month and shit will extend into the fall. And it always fucking ha- And what's so frustrating about it is when you look at something like the last event, civil war that or not civil war, secret war that we all thought was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. They fucked it up so bad that they had to reboot the universe and start putting out new books before the universe rebooting book was finished. Yep. So it was like pretty egregious. Why am I going to go back and fucking read that thing? The shit has already happened. This is, I don't have a fucking attention span anymore. (laughs) I have a cell phone just like everybody else in the world. And none of us have attention spans longer than fucking 30 seconds ago. We just don't. So what do, what don't we have? Right? <laughs> I don't even fucking remember. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, here's some inside baseball shit. You said the fucking incest of the incredible Hulk 
we made a couple jokes about other shit. I asked you to repeat it, seeming like I was getting the show back on track. I wasn't. I fucking forgot what you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's how shit my attention span is now. Oh, that's wonderful, though. <laughs> oh, my God. So fucking, like, it's just, oh, my God, it's just the most frustrating thing. And books don't even finish anymore. Like, books will come out and we'll be like, yeah, it's an eight-issue series. We got three issues. Beh, fuck, we're just, we're not just not doing it. Like, fuck you. Oh, it's quick wild. aside. Yeah, they tacked on a book to Civil War too. I know they, because they missed a week. Like they missed and then added. <laughs> Stop it! God damn it! It's why I will forever respect guys like John Romita Jr., like Mark Bagley, like those two have been able to do over the course of their careers multiple books per month. And never fucking miss. They're never late. Ever. And like whether we love their art or not, it is because I know some of us don't. Um, they are at least consistent in what they do. And it's good. It might not be your favorite thing. But like whereas Matt brought up the point that there's there's a lot of like shitty art out there. There's like I could put out a monthly book if I drew it like Adventure Time. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's not that hard. But, and not to take away from people who do that art style, but I mean, oh, just God, it fucking drives me insane. How do you really feel? I cannot fucking. Don't sugarcoat it for us, please. Tell us how you truly feel. Come on, this is a safe space. Actually, I'm all right with it. Eh, <laughs> I just needed something for the show. No, it's just, it's like they are asking you for money or support or to go see a movie or to buy merch. Like there's an expected relationship here where one party is like, well, fuck you. I'm just not gonna like, that's not all right, man. It's just, Oh God, it drives it's a, me. It's a contract that we, we, we sign every month. Yeah. I give you money. You give me product. And mm -hmm. we, as a customer, you know, like there are some like all right, I used to be an avid comic collector where my store would pull books for me. And right. then there would be a pile of books that I didn't even have to shop for. We had an agreement and I would expect certain books per month. And there was no place for me to say, where the fuck is part 15 of Civil War? Because <laughs> I have 16, 17, 18 and 19 here. But that one that's oh, that's a month and a half late. Yeah. Wait, does it happen where subsequent issues come out? I haven't seen that. Well, within a story, uh, within a, a story like Civil War, Civil War Two, all yeah. of the little tie-in books, oh yeah, will progress the story well past that book that has been missed. That's true. That's my point. Not necessarily, you know, issue four came out because oh. and three did not. It no. Oh, once we get over to my point. You know, my little thing will go a little deeper into this. I can't wait. <laughs> and it, it, I think the biggest problem that, or one of the biggest problems that, that arises from this is that when we, like, as a comic buying public or as, a, as an industry supporting public, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's not just the comic books anymore, it's the movies, the TV shows, the toys, the clothes, the backpacks, the book bags, the whole thing. 
backpacks and book bags are the same thing. I know that. <laughs> wow. Oh You're my getting... God. Are we the problem? Oh <laughs> no. I meant to say backpacks and lunch boxes, but it's all well. right. You corrected um, yourself. It's fine. <laughs> table when, broke the phone. <laughs> when we continue to support this sort of thing because we love it so much and it, it it's like an abusive relationship to a point. And I don't mean to trivialize actual abusive relay. I mean, we're fucking talking about superhero books, but you know, it, you continue to be like, it's okay. You can keep fucking me over and I'm just going to keep supporting you because I love the thing that you do so much. I will just continue to be shit on by it and fucking just be okay with that. And like, it really happened with, I think, the rise of the superstar artist mm -hmm. where that became acceptable. Well, it was like, well, of course, Joe Moderia's books are going to be late because look at the detail he puts into it. Well, sure, it looks really good for the two issues that come out a year. But if you gave anybody six months to fucking do 22 pages of comic book art, I'm sure they could turn in something pretty damn good they're artists can't <laughs> rush like, true art dan <laughs> i can and i fucking will you know <laughs> so does this mark, give me does... mark bagley over anybody else because that dude will put out six books a month and they'll all fucking be on time mm -hmm. does this make comics the joker and we're harley quinn yes i think so yes god damn it i'm the only person on the internet that understands their relationship <laughs> speaking of as a quick aside here, I saw Suicide Squad on Friday. Okay. Why? Uh, it was so close. So it close. So cl it, Just a bit outside. It, it was close? <laughs> it really was close. Oh, wow. That's like, the first time I've heard that. And, like, I finally understood. I watched it with T Tiffany. had to point out to me because I still didn't fucking get it. So I needed somebody else to explain, like, what the fuck they were doing with the Joker in that movie. Like, I, I finally got, like... The Joker, when the character was developed, was very much an old school gangster, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the very traditional gangster sense with the suit and the tie and, mm -hmm. you know, all of that stuff. So Jared Leto's Joker is also a gangster, mm -hmm. but what a gangster is today is a very, very different thing mm -hmm. than what a gangster was then. I still hate it. I still think it's the worst Joker that I've ever seen. Oh, uh, by far. Like, I don't even think that's a fucking question. Like, I would have rather they just, every time the Joker was on screen, they poorly edited <laughs> fucking clips of Cesar Romero in there. Like, that would have been better. <laughs> like, all of a sudden. Ooh, with, ooh, yeah, with a fucking mustache and the whole thing. My little Harley. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that that would have been fucking great. Internet, like, get on it. The worst part of fucking Suicide Squad was Jared Leto's Joker. It was all uh, Bismol. but the rest of the movie was so close like margot robbie was great as harley quinn with what they gave her but if the movie was written by somebody who had actually read anything about harley quinn it would have been so much better and like will smith needs to not be in superhero movies not because he's a bad actor but because he just does will smith and it was like why is deadshot will smith that like he can't act he can act like Will Smith, but he can't act like anyone else. It was just like, you're not fucking scary, dude. I've seen you dance on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and your character 
is literally no different, <laughs> even though you're shooting people right now. Like, there's no fucking difference in character. So, anyway, Suicide Squad, don't fucking go see it. It was terrible. Don't buy it. Anyway, um, Evan. Yes. As a, as a little aside, I actually watched Civil War yesterday. An aside to the aside? An aside to the aside. And boy, oh boy, is that how movies should be done for comics. Oh my God, it's perfect. <sighs> it was amazing. It's real good. It was amazing. All right, so. Best line in that fucking movie, Don Cheadle. Not surprising because the guy's a fucking phenomenal actor. Tiny guy's big now. <laughs> fucking amazing. Like, so amazing. That was so good. Uh, you reminded me of the other thing I was going to say. And okay. Should, should I do it go before ahead, go you? Go for it. Okay. The other thing I was going to say, worst things that have happened, because it ties in with Civil War. Mm -hmm. um, company announced spoilers. Okay. Fucking stupid. I fucking hate, like, tease. Teasing is fine. Don't fucking spoil. Like, the reveal of Spider-Man in the trailer for Civil War was such a mistake, in my opinion. Hmm. Because it's not you know what? like... If all right, I understand what you're saying, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna cut you off and interject. Okay, the, the introduction of Spider-Man in the movie was not a big enough splash to hold because it's not like the first time we see Spider-Man is when he's flipping and stealing the shield and landing. Right. We, the the introduction of that character is a quiet, soft moment in an apartment watching Tony Mac on his aunt. And who can blame him? Because goddamn Marissa Tomei. <laughs> that, that woman doesn't age. There's something no. wrong. She has a Lazarus pit. Good for her. <laughs> I am a big fan of her Lazarus pits. Oh! Sorry. Oh, see what I did? Big fan mm. <laughs> of her Lazarus pits. Okay. Got Watch it. The Wrestler. Phenomenal <laughs> movie. Anyway. I understand so, what you're saying. Like, but like in yeah. comics themselves, when they go, oh, we're, we're uh, uh, Scott Summers is going to die. We're killing Wolverine. Yeah. Like, okay, well, don't, I, fucking, don't tell me that shit. Mm. I don't want to know. Like, And I, I see what you're saying about Spider-Man. I still think if you're watching Civil War and you're all... Because it's not like they needed to get more people to go see it. It wasn't <laughs> like, well, I wasn't going to go see this movie, but now Spider-Man's in it, so fuck, I will begrudgingly go see it. Like, that's not how that went. <laughs> so if you're watching Civil War and they fucking... <laughs> pop up like in the, Tony Stark is like hey I know a guy and it pops up and says Queens everybody in that fucking audience loses their shit and <laughs> the, two people, nuts. the two people that don't lose their shit fucking look at everybody else and go why, why are you losing your shit and they go because Spider-Man is from fucking Queens and it's an amazing <laughs> moment they did the same shit with when they introduced Peter Capaldi on Doctor Who they had this whole big reveal special and it was right before the Christmas episode that reunited, like David Tennant was coming back to Doctor Who and John Hurt was the war doctor and they did all this shit. And spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen that that episode yet, because why the fuck? <laughs> what's what's the wrong problem? with you? Um, in that moment, in order to save um, Gallifrey, the doctor's home planet, all of the doctors show up, all 12 doctors up to that point. Except and there's a one. moment where it says, no, sir, 13. And the only thing you see 
is Peter Capaldi's doctor. This was the first thing he had ever filmed, and it was after the big announcement reveal. It's just his eyebrows, like his eyes and his eyebrows. And Peter Capaldi has a very fucking recognizable two inches of face. All right. <laughs> so when he popped up and said, no, sir, 13, if that had been the reveal of like, oh, fucking shit. Peter Capaldi's going to be the next doctor. Son of a bitch. I'm going to fucking go on the internet and say happy things. <laughs> that would have been an amazing moment. But because they had to do this fucking TV show, they they steal organic enjoyment from people now. And I fucking hate that. I hate it. <laughs> Makes me angry. Stop spoiling shit on purpose. Let it happen. You don't need to hook us. We're going to go. Just fucking stop it. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, I'm afraid to check our website whilst I um, we're on Hangouts, mm. <laughs> but I'm going to do it because it ties in well with what we're talking about, especially Mr. Capaldi. We did a, an episode of this week's episode, mm. and we spoke about um, Doctor Who for a bit, mm. and it turned out, you know, how we work out our, our titles. Right. Um, episode forty-five. It was the the critic episode, and oh. we talked about Doctor Who, and the title truly came out. This week's episode number forty-five: truly amazing eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a Capaldi reference. There you go. Anywho, I, <laughs> I think a really recognizable two inches of face. Perfect. It's a pretty damn good title. I like a really it. recognizable anyway. two inches? Yes. <laughs> I've seen that shit before and I'm still not impressed. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Dick joke. All right. <laughs> Looks like Dean is right here with us. <laughs> so is it my turn? Sure. All right. Okay. First off, I'm going to, seeing as Dean isn't here and he's, and he's recovering from whatever happened, I'm going to answer for Dean and... It has to be that Sonic Mega Man thing. Oh, oh, oh. oh sure, yeah. I'm going to just assume. I can't pontificate upon his true <laughs> feelings, but just Sonic Mega Man, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay? That and how he truly feels about CP Dubs. <laughs> CP Dubs. Big fan CP. of the show. Big fan. All right, so last week when I was talking about the good things... It made me start thinking about the bad things. And one of the good things that I said was local comic shops, mm -hmm. LCSs. Now, the inverse of that is diamond distributors. Ugh. Okay. Ah. Back in the day, there were multiple distributors for comic books. Okay. Now, there's one. They have a monopoly on current running books, meaning there's no place else for comic shops to get Current run books, this week's books, except for diamond distributors. And that is what kills local comic shops. That and buying old books thinking that they can resell them. <laughs> yeah, well, that. Um, I don't know how it came about. I, I don't know the history. But for them to monopolize the way they do is beyond me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know how, how the comics industry has let that happen. It's like, I want to buy a gallon of milk and I have to only go to the A&P because there are no other places that are selling unspoiled milk except for the A&P. 
There are no AMPs. Exactly. That's <laughs> what happens. For those of you not in the Northeast, Shopping. AMP is a grocery store. Whole Foods. Doesn't exist anymore. 7-Eleven. Wawa. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, Wawa's not only in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Florida. That's East Coast. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. You got to say like in and Kroger out. Wait, and, no, that's a burger place. That's a burger place like Kroger, Piggly Wiggly. Piggly H&M. Wiggly. There you go. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I it's it's horrible. It's not a good thing for the comics industry. They jack up prices. They really don't give a shit about their shipping. So the stores are influxed with bad, broken, damaged comics that they in turn have to then send back. It's just not a good system. It's a bad system. Uh, what else did I say? I said image. Okay, with image, okay, with the introduction of image, it gave the artists a voice, which is great. One mm-hmm. of the best things to happen in comics. But on the other side of that coin is the amount of shit that comes out because everybody now has a voice. Yeah, that's the whole internet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the amount of 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 stuff that comes out now in the comics industry is you cannot keep up with it 100 percent. no that without question it uh, is too much shit and that in turn leads to late books and forgotten titles and oh shit we should have done that like okay there are certain people writers and artists that are infamous for either just stopping doing like Kevin Smith. I love me some Kevin Smith. He is an amazing mm-hmm. person. Um cacophony and and that Batman run of his. I yeah. still think he has one more set to do. He does. And that Widening was Widening Gyre was not the yeah, other one. Yeah, Widening Gyre was another one. Yeah. The, 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 it's the maybe eventually. <laughs> like, that's like when you're given what about and, well, and what about Kevin Smith's? Um, the fuck isn't finished yet, isn't it? The the Black Cat thing that they did like two issues of twelve years ago. It's but that's a four like, issue series. It 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 goes to show you like yes, there are multiple avenues for these people to create, but when you have those multiple avenues, some of them get forgotten. Yeah. Okay, and that's not good. That's not good for the customer. Maybe good for the, the the creator because they get to you know spread their wings and create a bunch of different stuff. But for sure. me as the customer, I'm like, I, well, I want to know how that ends. What happens? Well, for me, like, it. I look at that and go, okay, Kevin Smith has a new comic book coming out. Well, I'll maybe buy the trade if it gets finished. Right. Like I'm ne- I'm never going to buy a single issue of that from certain creators ever again because they have shown that they're just going to cut and run. Well, and it's not even necessarily a cut and run kind of thing because that makes it sound malicious. I don't think it's malicious. And I don't think any creator does the, that sort of shit maliciously. It's other things come up. There's only so many hours in the day, so many days in the week. Right. It's just the way it well, happens. Maybe I just don't know. Um, aren't at least some creators well maybe not well anyway the question is aren't they contracted yeah no so how do they how do they they just break contracts i mean aren't they contracts it it, it could be an open-ended contract where it's not a time sensitive thing like i'm sure kevin smith is still under contract to finish that batman run 
but then they go and switch the Batman from old 52 to new 52. So technically, if he was to even finish it, it would have nothing to do with the current running stuff. At all. Yeah, like it, it's just so... The uh, the next one, by the way, is called Bellicosity. There you go. Um, it is to be announced, quote, still in planning, end quote. And and don't get me wrong, I love Kevin Smith's stuff. I I am oh, the sure. guy that will pick up every every individual issue because I I enjoy his stuff that much. Um, but when it comes to looking at uh, if okay, the image imprint has opened up so much for people to ingest it's it's you can't take it all in and that in turn means that titles really good titles with really good art really good writing get lost or the stuff that should be finished isn't getting finished because that artist and or writer is doing something else now because he has that avenue available to him or her it's not a good thing no no there there's almost there's just there's almost um it's it's like the uh the paralyzing <laughs> option of choice yes the right? old uh, adage 500 channels and nothing's on yeah there's... Well, except somebody else is making the choice it's mm. not your choice yeah and lastly, lastly sorry i just also just okay. so in the interest of uh accurate reporting um, the Spider-Man Black Cat miniseries did eventually finish. The mm -hmm. one I was thinking of mm -hmm. was uh, the Daredevil Bullseye Hard Target. Yes. That was uh, Kevin Smith writing and Glenn Fabry doing the uh, interiors. Mm -hmm. The first issue came out in November of 2002. The further issues are still pending 14 years later. There you go. <sighs> It'll be a great return to, to, to Daredevil for him. <laughs> and my last thing that I said last week was uh, Crisis. Mm -hmm. Crisis on Infinite Earths was one of the greatest things to ever happen to comics. It also is one of the worst. It gave us the multi the full universe crossover. And yeah. then Marvel and DC made a bunch of money when they did their first ones. And they're like, oh, this Secret Wars is amazing. Look at how much money we're making and how many titles and people. And oh, money, 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 money. Let's do this all the time. Money, 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 money. All the time. Who do you trust? All the time. It, I don't think it, there has been a week that has gone by in the past. How, how long ago did Civil uh, the Crisis come out? Uh, 82. So, so 50 years ago. <laughs> it fucking feels like it sometimes. <laughs> when they came My knees certainly feel like it. I'll tell you what. Oh, boy. Ugh. There has not been a month gone by that there hasn't been some sort of event. Event, 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 and in everything, too. everything, not just Marvel and DC, but like all of every them. fucking publisher seems to have some sort of gigantic fuck event going on. And when everything is fucking like everything is the pinnacle of the story, nothing matters anymore. That is hundred percent true. If you're if you were always on ten, you might as well be at zero. Yes. If everyone is special, then no one is special. That's right, you <laughs> sons of bitches. You hear that? A message to you from your friends at the Paper Cuts podcast. You're not special. Do you know what I would give to have like six months of just regular comic books come out from Marvel and DC? 
Like just with no event, with no agenda. Just, just Batman no doing Batman-y things. Superman doing Superman-y things. Superman getting kittens out of trees and shit. Yeah. Just last, a nice, calm half a year. Last time I remember that was some of the last of the Uncanny X-Men. Okay, yeah. but, but at that point in time when that Uncanny X-Men was doing their thing, there was an event running in Marvel. Right, but there were also regular-ass comics. Yes, but what ends alongside up, yeah. Avengers event or something. What I'm saying is I want no events. Oh. None. Cross the title. Cross excuse me, cross the company. You'll be interested in the twenty eighteen Marvel event, no event event. <laughs> <laughs> Where does event, publishing books event no more from Marvel now? <laughs> from marvel then <laughs> they will just and but even that even that matt's so right would get turned into an event like you would get a trade paperback of the last six months of shit called like the boring period or like <laughs> the fucking shit didn't happen event like because everything is i i think what ties into your point is that not only is everything an event but everything now is written for secondary trade paper trade paperback markets as well you know so even when they try to slow storytelling down and fucking like the example I'm going to give isn't a great example because, you know, it didn't get finished. But J. Michael Straczynski took over the Superman book. Mm -hmm. And I thought he had this really fascinating idea for Superman. It was like Superman is, the you know, like we're saying, Superman is always on fucking 10. Mm -hmm. Like this guy can do everything. So what does J. Michael Straczynski do with his Superman story? Puts him on the ground and literally was going to have him walk from fucking one coast to the other and just gump style some shit. Yeah, just force <laughs> gump his way across fucking, you know, across America. And I thought that was going to be great. But even that got turned into like the Superman walking across America event and it didn't fucking get finished. So I'm like, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> See, they used to make trades of independent titles. Yeah. Okay. Where it was, uh, I, let's see, Black Panther. There was an event happening in Black Panther, which is technically not an event. It's Black Panther doing Black Panther things. Yeah. It's and that's a fine. Story arc. Six. That's fine. six issues. Fine. Trade that shit up. I don't want to have to. If I want to finish reading that story, I don't want to have to pick up an X Men book, or an Avengers book, or, and that cross title shit is is. The only point of it is to force us to buy another title. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's not cool. That's not fair. It's not all right. It's not, not all right, yo. And every time, every fucking time they announce an event, Dan DiDio or Jeff Johns or Joe Casada or Axel Alonso or fucking whoever, the heads of these big companies get out there and they say, now we have listened to our fans and you've told us that you don't want to have to buy ancillary bullshit just because it has a banner and some numbering on the fucking top of it. So in order to get the full story for event blah, 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 you're only going to have to buy the main book. And then the main book comes out and it's like, hey, to get the full story, you might want to check out these 78 other issues that we published. And you're like, fucking cocksucker. <laughs> fucking lied to me and I bought that shit again. Son of a whore. Fucking God damn it. I told you, you don't have to. No, you do. Because here's the thing about comic book collectors. 
or, or people that like really get into this because there's there's a segment of comic book fans who read the books as well as participate in the pop culture aspect of it. And then there is also the segment of the fans who are just the pop culture aspect of it. My mother-in-law has seen every fucking Marvel movie that there is, and she really loves them. But she's also in her mid-50s and lives in shit-lick fucking Texas. So, like, she's not running out to her local comic book store and participating in the storylines. She's ordering on the internet. She is. She's on comiXology. (laughs) No. But for those of us that are fucking in the weeds on month-to-month comic book storytelling, we all have a completionist complex about us. Mm -hmm. That's why we collect comics. That's why we got into this shit to begin with, because it was a thing that I could acquire that would fucking fill in a tiny piece of my soul (laughs) month after month. Well, he's a collector. In my soul. (laughs) But... They play off of that because it's like, well, I mean, if you really want to get the whole, I mean, I know we said we would give you the whole story, but if you want like the whole, whole story, it's uh, like, uh, fucking annoying. I 100% agree, Evan. It's fucking stop with the event. Just, just tell a story. Uh, take just, a breath. Take a couple of beats. Uh, just Kevin, Kevin Smith had a wonderful idea. He said, you know what he thought comic books should do for a little while, like maybe just a year or two is completely ignore continuity. That would be great. Just tell a story. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, like you get a guy in to do Batman and he's got three issues of Batman and they're going to be fucking awesome, awesome issues of Batman. So he puts out Batman 1, 2, 3. So like, let's say, just say you start in January. Mm-hmm. So January, Batman 1. February, Batman number 2. March, Batman number 3. April rolls around. New writer comes on board. Batman number 1. Because who cares? Just tell a fucking yeah, story. That is a great idea, but that would be turned into the no event event. It, but it would. It would. It would be the, the, the year of number ones. <laughs> The year of number one, two, threes. Yeah, just, uh, or, you know, and then maybe the next guy had eight issues to tell. And then the next guy had four or whatever, you know, whatever it was. We've already gone into 15 months. Well, but that's what, you know. Your math is flawed, sir. (laughs) Well, sure. (laughs) I'm a podcaster, not a math magician. (laughs) A math magician. That's right. I said math magician. Um yeah, man. I. Oh. It's just just taking a breath. That's it. Just slow it down a bit, because it, it, we all be. It's horrible to say, but we become desensitized. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit anymore. What we're starting yeah. to give a shit like because of the movies and and stuff like that. I think they killed Wolverine, and very few people noticed. Right, because well, they brought in two other Wolverines, which was an event. <laughs> which was an event. War of the Wolverines. War of the Wolves. Yeah, all right. How about this? They killed Banner within an event. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gave a shit. I did. Well, I I rolled a tear. I well, give a bit well of a shit. Written. But he'll be back. But here's the other thing, too. And we know that. What you're about that to I, say. We know. That, yeah. <laughs> I think that is one of the all, one of the other big problems, too, is that, you know, it was with Captain America. Like, oh, the Captain America Civil War movie's coming out. 
but Steve Rogers in the comic books is a fucking frail old white man. I bet they're going to change that shit. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, they did. Thor Ragnarok is coming out. The Incredible Hulk is in Thor, and it's played by Bruce Banner. It ain't fucking Amadeus Cho. Again, dollars <laughs> to fucking donuts. I bet you the Return of the Hulk will be out a month every before time. fucking Thor Ragnarok comes out. Every time someone says Amadeus Cho on the show, in my head, plays Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Oh, I'm old. Oh, goodness. Sorry. So, oh, man, this has just been a fucking rent for like an hour. Yeah, it's, feel, and, it's, and it's a bit of I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> But then you think none of this is going to matter or change or any of that shit. It's not. And that's the thing. It's not. It's not going anywhere as long as we continue to fucking support it. Mm-hmm. And we do. And we will. Mm-hmm. Because we have that hole in our souls. <laughs> because we have, we are fundamentally broken. <laughs> there are pieces missing inside. And we need to cover it up with fucking four-color comic books. There you go. God damn it. So... Suffice it to say, don't fucking buy any more image books. I think, I think <laughs> is that what we came down to here? Wait, no, 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 no. Everything, okay. everything that we said was bad has a good side to it. It does. And everything that we said has a good side has a bad. It's just, it's like, it's perspective. And what everybody will never agree on one thing. That's well, it's, why. It's, we have it's the so duality of the human spirit. Well, I, I think we can agree on that. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree with you wholeheartedly, and I don't even know what I'm disagreeing about. I don't even know why I'm angry. <laughs> I agree with your disagreement. <laughs> Loud noises. <laughs> I should have concurred. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and that, I mean, that's the thing. The highs in this, the fucking peaks are so much higher than the valleys. You know, like, it does make it so worth it. It really, honestly, it fucking does. Like, Does it? Really? I th- well, why the fuck are we still doing it if it doesn't then? I don't know. Because I... The... It, when I, like, certain comic books when I read them, certain comic book films when I go to see them, fucking... They give me back childhood Mm -hmm. and as a fucking adult now like with a job and responsibilities and kids of my own and all this other shit that goes on in the world if you can transport me back to a time when shit was possible (laughs) my (laughs) life was in front of me you know what i mean as opposed to happening to me you know uh, and and i don't mean that to sound so so negative you know what i mean but like Look at like it takes you back to a time when shit was possible, when everything was fucking possible before you realize that no, there fucking can't actually be superheroes. Like, no matter how hard that guy in Seattle keeps trying to be fucking Batman, he's not gonna fucking be Batman. He's gonna get killed one of these days. Somebody get him a fucking warm blanket and sit him down. Shit is gonna go wrong for him. You know, like kick ass. Kick-Ass was like the perfect example of what we all felt like as kids. That's why it resonated so strongly. Because like when we were kids, we were like, fuck, that would be amazing. And here's a story about somebody doing that. And fuck, shit turned out pretty, you know, like he won in the end. But like 
Well, that's movies. Of, you know, there was a lot of fucking uh, road bumps. Yeah. Hurdles, if you will. Yeah, just a few. And he tripped over most of them. You know, but when I sit there and I watch Captain America Civil War, you know, in my mid 30s, I'm sitting here and, you know, because I like my wife. So we hold hands when we go to the movie theater. Aww. And when Tony Stark says, under bruise, and fucking Spider-Man pops down, I squeezed her hand a little tighter because I was fucking excited. And that, like, that may sound ridiculous, but it was an involuntary reaction to the fucking joy that was being put on the screen in front of me. Here was Spider-Man whipping Captain America's shield away from him, fucking Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. Why the fuck is Paul Rudd so good in that role <laughs> paul rudd is fucking ant-man and then giant man like i smile involuntarily i smile and i squeeze my wife's hand and that ultimately is fucking worth all this other bullshit you know mm-hmm. all of the negative that comes with it that joy is so pure it it's fucking worth it that's why we still are here why we still why do we? what we do and read what we read and collect well, that's what we collect. Wh- that's why most of us are still here, Evan. That's true. Just saying. It's true. Oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Back it. inside baseball. Anyway, so <laughs> announcer guy. I th- are we done? Are we good? Closing yeah. thoughts? What about the... Uh, anybody see there's that Guinness World Record holding Batman cosplayer? Yes. Is there? The most functional Batman cosplayer, something to that effect. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Play guy. Somebody has too much time on their hands. <laughs> guy's name is Wayne Bruce. I'm like, ah, we see what you're doing. No, you're not fucking fooling me. Too quick. Oh, cosplay. Woo. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, but more power to you. Anyway, um, so there we go. Announcer guy, say some shit. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Thanks again, announcer guy. And again, thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts podcast. We really do appreciate you listening to us rant and rave and, and you know, get on our high horses and then also <laughs> crawl off of our soapboxes to join, you know, you normies back then. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if you have a second when you're done listening to this fine, fine podcast, why don't you head on over to iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you downloaded it from. Leave us a nice five-star rating and review it's the easiest way to get more eyes and ears on the show and it is absolutely free even if you don't believe it just fucking lie nobody's gonna doubt nobody's coming to check we're not gonna be like did you really mean that it was a great show of course you fucking meant it you wrote it it's on the internet it must be true make sure you join us next week for issue 100 of the paper cuts podcast can we say that it's evan's final issue i mean i just did but can we say that do we have to? Do we have to edit it out? No, we don't have to edit it out. We're not gonna. Evan, Evan needs to take a little break. <laughs> Evan, Evan's comic collecting life is cyclical. <laughs> um, 
every 10 years or so, Evan needs to back away for a few bits. So, uh, but with the 100th episode, we have a very special guest that makes Evan backtrack a bit. A bit. <laughs> a bit. You know, just as a preview, we're going to have an interview. We already did the interview. We've already <laughs> recorded it. And it was for a creator whose book Evan sort of said some shit about the first time we talked about it and Evan fucking got called out on it and you did well defending yourself sir I will give you that you didn't fucking back down you weren't oh, like yeah. no I'm sorry I'm just kidding everything's good <laughs> I love like, you I love you I love you I, I love you, you. I mean, it was it was an awesome interview like it really was, he was, like, it was I, why, we can say who interview. it is right it's called promotion for our next episode right yeah, I suppose. Why the fuck are we burying it? Okay. We interview on issue 100 of the Paper Cuts podcast, writer, artist, and creator of Kaiju Max and a whole bunch of other titles. Xander fucking Cannon <laughs> is on the show, and it was an awesome interview. I'm not going to lie. I went and listened to some other podcasts he did and read some other interviews. Ours was clearly the best. Hey, absolutely. Without question. And he was a fucking amazing guest. He was wonderful and personable and you he know was a good sport and that's what counts like told his stories and and got into the weeds on some shit which was w really good and called evan out when evan said that he didn't like the book there's a bit of a confrontation <laughs> stick around to the end it's fucking it was fucking gold man. you may want to do a little research beforehand yeah, check out might. issue whatever like 80 something where we first reviewed it because yeah, evan how, didn't do that that's how prepared we are and evan forgot even what he what said referencing <laughs> even though we did the shit so join us next week for our interview with xander cannon of kaiju max fame and then after that It'll be back down to a three-person team. Me, Matt, and Dean, if he can get all the sand out of his vagina by then, we'll be back on the show, and we will be back to bring you more fucking bullshit about comic books <laughs> week after week because, God damn it, we love you. Until that time, for Dean DeFalco, for Matt Much, for Evan Goldstein, and for Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan.